today on Anchored in the Word. Stop fighting, submitting your life to Jesus. He want, he's got this plan for you that's better than anything. This is what it says about him, okay? It says that he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ask or think. So think about that for a second. Pick, up, pick out your best plan you can make for yourself for life. Whatever you would think that would be. Your best plan. Well, you can't even think of what he's going to do. This is Anchored in the Word, the radio ministry of Calvary Chapel Coastlands in Eatontown, New Jersey, with our pastor and teacher, Bill Beckelman. Jesus was the spotless Lamb of God, and His blood is the power to redeem every man. His divine redemption reaches to every corner of the world and covers every sin. He was and is the perfect sin sacrifice. Pastor Bill reminds us to be faithful to God's call as he continues to teach through Revelation chapter 5. At the close of Pastor Bill's message, I'll be sharing with you how you can get a copy of today's broadcast of Anchored in the Word. Subscribe to the podcast or simply get in touch with us. But for now, here's Pastor Bill in the book of Revelation chapter 5 verse 7 with today's study. But Jesus took the scroll out of the hand of the Father. Verse 8 says, Now when he had taken the scroll... The four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp. They got guitars in heaven. Each having a harp. That's what a harp is, by the way. That's what a guitar is. It's a harp, a a different kind of a harp. And golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Just so you know, just for the record, New Testament definition of a saint is a Christian. A born-again Christian is called a saint in the Bible. That's what makes you a saint. So he's got there in the golden bowls of the prayers of the saints. And it says, they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Been redeemed to God by his blood. The blood of the lamb. The perfect sin sacrifice. And he's worthy. He's the only one that was worthy to go to the... You know, a lot of people were crucified. That's what the Romans used as capital punishment. A lot of people were crucified. And probably some people that weren't even guilty, probably, let's say. Could have happened. Good people, let's say, or whatever. But none of them were like him. None of them were God people. None of them were like Jesus, who lived a perfect life. He's the only one that, you, that wouldn't fit in this saying, Oh, nobody's perfect. Oh, wait a second. Jesus is, he was, and he is. And he had to be to pay the price for our sins. Somebody that had sin in them wouldn't be a good sin sacrifice. He says, out of every tribe, he redeemed us out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Listen, the blood of Jesus Christ doesn't just cleanse the United States of all their sin. right? People of the United States. This is a global thing. This is a global sacrifice. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And sometimes we get too focused, overly focused on where we are at, at the time. You know what's good for you? To get out of the United States once in a while. Go on a missions trip. Go see how other people live. Go check out other places. There are other places around the world. You can see it'll do a couple things for you. One, you'll find out how blessed that you are to be in this nation. You'll see that there are other nations out there besides us. And listen, so his blood was shed for the whole world. And I want to tell you something. We're not the only country with problems. This is a worldwide thing that's going on right now. This is worldwide. Things are coming to a head. Like talks about in Matthew, birth pangs. Like a woman you know, giving birth to a child. The birth pangs are going to, they're going to come closer together. They're going to be more intense as these things happen. Read Matthew chapter 24. And we see that if you read Matthew chapter 24, it's talking about the end times. You know, there will be law, lawlessness will prevail. Are we seeing a little bit of that? in the streets, and as a result, the love of many will grow cold. Man, we're seeing that. We're seeing the things that Jesus told his, belief, his followers were going to be happening. What does that let us know? Should we be scared and hide under a rock? No. Look up. He's, he's going to take that scroll. When he, when he takes that scroll, we're going, to be up, we're going to be up in heaven. But the idea is that's when the judgments are going to be folded out, unfolded. It'll be too late for the people that are in our life, our circle of influence, you could say, for us to tell them then, it'll be too late. We won't be able to speak to them anymore at that point in time. We'll be, we'll be taken up from the earth. And then they will be around to see the, the wrath of God poured out on the earth. And look what it says in verse 10. And he has made us, talking about Christians, those that are covered by the blood, kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign on the earth. What does that mean? We shall reign on the earth? Well, a kingdom of priests. The Bible says this, that Jesus Christ is coming back to earth. After the seven year, you know, the, he's going to open the scrolls, open the seals. There's going to be the beginning then of the wrath of God poured out. And then after there's a seven year period that these, we're going to see all kinds of things happen on the earth that are going to happen with judgments. We're going to see it in the Bible. I don't believe we're going to be here, but the idea is we're going to see that. And when that's finished, we'll see that Jesus Christ is going to come back to earth and, and set his foot down on earth there, and he's going, to, he's going to make things right. And that's when things are going to be right. That's when nobody will be able to say, oh, that's not right. Oh, yes, it is. Because Jesus is in control there on earth. He's running the government right now, and he's not aging. He's already the Ancient of Days. It's not too hard for him to do. He was made for this. And you, my brothers and sisters, are going to rule and reign with Christ on earth. Can you imagine being part of Jesus' government? Wow. Well, the good news is you're going to have a perfected body. You're going to have a glorified body. Not sinful. That's the good news, okay? So his government is going to be a sinless one. And he said, it says there he's going to rule and reign with a rod of iron on earth. Everybody's going to be in step. They're going to be in tune. They're going to do what's right. Now, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be rules. And people are going to stick to the rules. And everybody's going to be treated samely, the same way. But I'm going to tell you something about that time. Don't picture a police state in your mind. You know what I mean? Sort of like, uh, you know... Big brother making everybody do what's right and everything. Don't picture it like that at all. Here's some of the things that the Bible says about that time. 
the child will be able to stick his hand in the viper's nest and it won't be bitten. The fear of man that the animals have right now won't be there anymore. In other words, you'll go up and you'll be able to pet a lion. You'll be able to, there won't be any need for any zoos anymore. The lion shall lay down to lamb. That idea, there's going to be something that's going on in this kingdom. Even the animals are going to be in line. You, you get what I'm saying somehow? This is supernatural. Nobody else could do that. Come on. Democrats, Republicans, how you do that? How you can do that? Can you imagine? Um, Megan Kelly. Now tell me, uh, how can you get uh, a, a child to stick his hand in a, you know, in with a scorpion and not get stung? How are you going to do that? Well, uh, I have a five-point plan for that. <laughs> Jesus is going to do it. And he's going to do everything he said he was going to do. You see, he's been saying it the whole time. Just submit your life to me. I've got the best plan for you. Stop fighting. Submitting your life to Jesus. He want, he's got this plan for you that's better than anything. This is what it says about him. Okay, It says that he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ask or think. So think about that for a second. Pick, up, pick out your best plan you could make for yourself for life. Whatever you would think that would be. Your best plan. Well, you can't even think of what he's going to do. It's going to be above that. And that's been my experience with God, by the way. You know, when, 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 when I just let him do something in my life, it always comes out better than I could have ever imagined. And that's what that scripture means. So why do we keep fighting him and want to do things on our own? You know, we want to take the reins. God's my co-pilot. That means you're flying the plane, right? Think about that. God's my co-pilot. No, he's not your co-pilot. He's the pilot. He's flying the whole thing, if you'll let him. What it looks like, really, is he's flying the thing, and we're trying to take the wheel. We're trying to grab the wheel from him all the time. That's what it really looks like in the spiritual realm. But he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. And he, he's making you, he's preparing you in this life for that time. Yeah. You're faithful in the little things, he'll give you more, the Bible says. You, you take care of his stuff while he's gone, he'll make you ruler over nations. That's what he says. That's what's going to happen to you. I'm not making this stuff up. This stuff is in the Bible. That should be an incentive for you to get on board now. Be faithful to what he's put before you now. Stop, you know, I need more. No, no, be faithful to what he's put before you. Let's start with the here and now. Not what you're going to have tomorrow or what you had in the past. Are you faithful with what he's given you today? That's what he says. If you are, then it says he will give you more. He will give you more responsibility. But he's preparing us for this time when we reign with him on the earth. It's going to be an awesome time. And, of course, after that thousand years, it says that Satan will be let out of the abyss again at the end of a thousand years. And there will be, sadly, another rebellion. Then God will deal with that. And then a new heavens and a new earth will come down called the New Jerusalem. There will be an end to the heavens and the earth as we know them. There will be an end to that. And there will be something called New Jerusalem. And that's where we will dwell, where righteousness will dwell, no more evil. That's where we're headed. That's called the eternal state. So in other words, there will be a throne room there somewhere. There won't be a sun and a moon, apparently, the Bible says, because they give the light to us now, but God's light will be enough. You see, we'll be basking in the light of God, Almighty God. See, the new Jerusalem 
is where you want to be. Not New York, not New Jersey, you know, the New Jerusalem. That's where we want to be. That's what's going to happen. Now, that's yet future. We know that's over 1,000 years away. Matter of fact, that's over 1,007 years away, we could say, right? You get the idea for if, the, if our theology is right. You've got a seven-year period of tribulation, which we believe happens after the rapture. Rapture hasn't happened yet. And then a 1,000-year millennial reign, that's at least 1,007 years, right? Left to this heavens and earth. But anyway, we will rule and reign with him. But he'll be in charge. That'll never change. Then I looked, verse 11, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. That's a biblical way of saying a lot of people, an innumerable number of people will be around the throne. Yeah, it's a small door, he says. I'm sorry, it's a narrow path, right? It's a narrow path and few find it. Apparently there's going to be quite a few. Praise the Lord for that. Wide is the path to destruction and many enter therein. That's going to be a sad thing. But that's going to be their choice. God didn't choose that for them. They chose that for themselves. Verse 12. All these people, innumerable number of people and creatures, were saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. You see, in heaven, there's no mistake. There's not 17 people that are, that are going to, for one position or, or two people going for a position. It's already set in heaven. Everybody knows who's in control there. And by the way, they're all better off for it. There's a peace there. They're not fighting against one another. They're not fighting against the leadership. They're submitted to it. They found, their, they found their niche, you could say. They found who they were, and they're submitted. And everybody there is having a blissful time in heaven because they know who they are, and they know who they're not. Verse 13 says, And every creature, check this out, not just the people, not just the men and the women, not just the angels, not just the seraphim, these creatures that are flying around the throne, and every creature, look at this, which is in heaven... And on the earth, and under the earth, could be demons in there, and hell, or, and such, look at this, as are in the sea, and all that are in them, I heard saying. Even the fishies are agreeing on this one. Think about it. I mean, he's Lord of all. He made it all, and someday everybody's going to line up, and they're going to agree all at one time. He said, and they say this, blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne, God the Father, and to the Lamb forever and ever. That's Jesus. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshiped him who lives forever and ever. The picture of what's going on, which will be going on in heaven. And already, by the way, there's no debate in heaven about who's in charge, who's going to be the next this or that. It's a done deal for all eternity. Everybody already knows that. Where we don't understand that is right here on earth. There's a deception going on. Satan is behind it. Yeah, there's a conspiracy. You people that believe in conspiracies, you're absolutely correct, if you want to call it a conspiracy. But it's Satan himself. And he's deceiving men and women to believe that there is no God, that's one of the lies he's telling, there is no God. 
you can take him out of the equation, that's an old idea, whatever else, and that you're in charge. You're in control of your own destiny. Oh, don't we like hearing that? The pride of life, after all. I'm important. I can, I'm in control of my own destiny. I, I, I'm the center of the universe. That's a lie. The same lies that Adam and Eve bought. But the truth of the matter is, God's still in control, even if it looks like what it looks like down here that's seemingly out of control. He's still in control. He's still on his time frame. And what we looked at this morning is an indication of how this is going to unfold. We don't know the when. We don't know. It could be tomorrow that the rapture happens. We, we just don't know the day or the hour. We have to be careful about predicting that one. But I'll tell you something. My sheep hear my voice, he says, and, and I'll tell them what I'm doing, he says. And we need to take seriously the sign of the times. You know, someone said, well, this is not a good time to backslide, if there ever is a good time to backslide. This is not a good time to be living in such a way that, oh, uh, you know, I'm going to go to heaven no matter what happens, you know. You know, that mindset. No, that's not. If you're thinking that way, if you're living like hell as much as you can and kind of walking, how much can I get to hell and still go to heaven? You are backslidden. You are in the wrong frame of mind. Instead, what should your mindset be? Jesus, when are you coming? I mean, it could be today. That idea. Because listen, don't be surprised. I mean, you don't want to be the one, of the, one of the ones that's surprised when he comes. He's coming. And that's what we should be fearful of. Not ISIS. I mean, they're, 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 they're killers. They're, they're, they're deranged people. They believe a lie. Their theology is all convoluted, and it's wrong. But they're dedicated. I think if the church was as dedicated as they are, we'd be setting this world on fire, spiritually speaking. So that's the call to us. Yes, things are out of control. They're spiraling down. Romans 1 talks about it. Read Romans 1. It talks about the downward spiral of man. And why that is is because we push God out of the equation. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. There's freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. You push him out, and there's no longer freedom. You get uh, dictators involved then, and people go under, and they become slaves. I mean, that's basically what happens when he gets pushed out of the picture. That's what's happening to us. And people are noticing, yes, it's socialism, that's the problem, it's this and that. It's pushing God out of the equation. And you're seeing the fruit of that. You can call it whatever you want to call it. It's going to keep happening. I don't care who gets in office if we keep not acknowledging God. And by the way, I don't see that happening in our nation. But it needs to happen with you and with me. In these last days... The same thing is going to happen to you that happened to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And, and by that I mean, you're going to be put before you. You have the choice. Are you going to bow? Or are you going to follow the living God? It's easier to bow right there. I mean, it's, it's, it's the easy way out, you could say. You know, they just bow down to the statue when you hear the music. Just bow. They refuse to do it. And it costs them, you could say, they... You know, they were faced with dying, but look what happened as a result. They got thrown into that fire. And as a result of that, Jesus was in the fire with them. And the king saw Jesus because these people didn't bow. They got to see Jesus. 
Listen to what the king, he changed. He said, I see now that their God is the God. You know, I mean, think about that. That's powerful. But they didn't bow. We can't bow in these last days. We can't bow. We have the truth. And we know what the problem is. It's sin. And Jesus is the only fix for this. Can I get an amen on that? Do we, are we in agreement on that? Don't be ashamed to tell people that. It sounds outlandish. It certainly doesn't sound politically correct, but it's the truth. And it's the truth that will set you free. You got a problem in your life right now? I'm going to tell you something. Jesus is the answer. His word will tell you, give you a perspective about what you're going through right now that the world won't give you. But it's the truth. He will set you free. That's what he came for, to set people free from their sin. And eventually, he's going to free the world from it. There won't be any more of it. But we don't have to wait until then. He wants to do it now. Because this is important. This is where it all starts. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, the Bible says. That means we're all sinners. And the wages of sin is death. The payoff for sin is death, the Bible says. That's clear. In other words, it's appointed for once a man to die, then the judgment. That's what we've been talking about. When he opens that scroll, that's what's going to be poured out on the earth. But before that, if you die before that, there's a judgment. It'll be too late then. But, and I love the buts in the Bible, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And what he, what he does when it says, to as many as received him, to those he gives the right to be the children of God, to those who believe in his name. And that means this. The question is, what are you going to do with Jesus Christ? Well, I acknowledge him. He's a great man. He's a great teacher. He's a, but yeah, but he said to one of his disciples one day, he said, who do men say that I am? What are they saying about me? Well, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're the prophet. And then he pointed and he says, now what do you say? Who do you say that I am? Well, you are the living God, the Christ. In other words, it only really matters what you personally say to him. Not what the person next to you is saying. That's between them and God. This is very personal. You know? What do you say? Who do you say that Jesus Christ is? He is the Savior. Is he your Savior? The only way that he becomes your Savior is when you submit your life to him and you ask him to come into your life right where you are and he comes in and forgives you of your sin and he begins to set things right in this life. That's very important for a person to do in their life. That's where it all starts. You have the truth, and the truth will set you free. There's much more Pastor Bill would like to share with you, but we've run out of time for today. This has been another edition of Anchored in the Word, the radio ministry of Pastor Bill Beckelman of Calvary Chapel Coastlands in Eatontown, New Jersey. Pastor Bill will continue teaching verse by verse through the book of Revelation next time. All of Pastor Bill's messages through the Bible are available to listen to at our website, anchoredintheword.com. That's anchoredintheword.com. While you're at the website, you can follow us on Facebook, learn more about Anchored in the Word, Calvary Chapel Coastlands, listen to more of Pastor Bill's messages, Learn about other ministries as well as upcoming events and our location. That's all available at anchoredintheword.com. 
Well, that's all the time we have for today. From all of the production team here at Anchored in the Word, we want to say thank you for tuning in. We appreciate all of you that have supported this program. If you're a first-time listener or have been listening for a while, we would love to hear from you. Your testimonies have been a great encouragement to us. If you have an encouraging testimony to share, call us at 732-544-2225. That's 732-544-2225. Or send us an email at office at cccoastlands.org. Now please make plans to join us again for the next study through the book of Revelation with Pastor Bill as we stay moored in sound doctrine and anchored in the Word.